Hello and welcome to the Swing Bump Podcast. Here today we have myself, James, and Wes. We've got a little bit bigger show for you today, at least that's the plans. We're going to talk about news in the sports world going from baseball to football, and I don't think we're talking about basketball today, probably just baseball and football, at least as far as I can tell. Uh, but baseball starts this week, Friday, right? Is it Friday or Thursday? Thursday. Yeah, Thursday, Thursday. we have two games. So we're really looking forward to that. I know I'll watch both of those games, Giants versus Dodgers and Yankees versus Nationals. So uh, without any further ado, this is the Swinging Bump Podcast. Enjoy the show. guys so our first segment today we'll be talking about some news around the different leagues and sports uh we just got a single by tyler nyquin for the indians by the way just thought i would throw that out there so good job on your else are they doing? playing the pirates today nice yeah yep. um anyway so james go ahead and lead us off with derrick henry's signing this happened the day after we recorded our last episode so it's kind of old news but i'm sure you want to talk about it <laughs> do i want to talk about it all right so some most of you people, probably all four of you that listen to the show, know who my two favorite players are. <laughs> uh, it's Julio Jones and Derrick Henry, and uh, Derrick Henry is just so fun to watch. I mean, he's nothing like he's not going to juke someone. He's not going to you know do like all this unbelievable stuff. But what he does unbelievably is he runs through people, and he's very very fast. Um, and so, and you saw that last year. He finally got the starting job in Tennessee, and what did he do? He was the rushing champion. Um, and I had heard that they possibly might not sign him because he has a running back, and a lot of people talk about that. But if you look at him, he's only been a starter for one full year. Uh, he's been a backup for most of his career behind Deion Lewis, DeMarco Murray. What a disaster that was. The, Deion Lewis, <laughs> so, so I, I guess I hadn't been under that impression. I had always assumed that he was the starter and Deion Lewis was the backup. Not the first season. Okay. Yeah, there was definitely a lot of split there for sure. Okay. Yeah. So he didn't. He hasn't taken a lot of hits in the NFL. Is what I'm trying to say mm-hmm. for a running back for who's been in the league for four, three or four years, yeah. four years I believe. Um, so I was scared that they were gonna have to pay him like Christian McCaffrey because you know right. that's just kind of what's going on. Well, right now. Well, especially as the rushing leader, it's big stuff. Yeah. But uh, we we got him for four years on fifty million dollars, which I am ex- of course twenty five million is guaranteed. Um, so I told I told you guys that mm-hmm. if we only had him for two years at even close to where he's been, I think that's 
an unbelievable team-friendly deal. When when we first heard that Derrick Henry was had signed an extension, I was very skeptical. I was like, man, signing running backs to a big deal can just be really scary for a team. That running back very well may deserve that money, but it's very rare that that works out for the team because more than likely you can draft someone or trade for someone cheaper who has similar production, especially on the back end of that contract, just because running backs today don't last at a peak value for eight, nine, ten years like receivers do or like quarterbacks do for even longer. So when they said Derrick Henry for four years, I was like, he'll probably get one or two more years of similar production to this year. If they're paying him somewhere around $75 million over those four, then I think that that's a waste of money. But when I found out it was only $50 million for four years, if that gets you a Super Bowl in the next two years, absolutely it's worth it. And I think it's a really good deal for the Titans, especially because of how their team is built right now. Yeah. I see the prime example being the Houston Texans. Well, not a prime, but a really good example. They were paying Lamar Miller like $7 million a year two years ago, or I want to say three years ago. Then last year, Lamar Miller gets hurt. They pick up Carlos Hyde for a one-year deal at the minimum. It gives them 1,000 yards rushing. Mm-hmm. Now they went the opposite way this year, and they're paying David Johnson $10 million, But uh, I'm a fan. You can, find, <laughs> you can find running backs on the cheap. However... You cannot find running backs like Derrick Henry on the Chiefs. Exactly. Counter argument. Yeah, it is. It will be interesting to see it, how much of an impact David Johnson makes on the Texans this year. Uh, something that James and I have talked about so much this year. I think he has potential to really fill a great role there because of the role that he's filling. I mean, he's picking up a lot of catches from DeAndre Hopkins leaving. You would imagine, and he's a much better player than Carlos Hyde. So you'd think that'd be an improvement. But is it a $9 million improvement? Ah, we'll see. We will see. Yeah, Bill O'Brien does I, some interesting things. I don't things. want to about that, but I, I just, I'm not sure if he can handle the workload considering the past two years he has really fallen off. But, hey, all right, good luck, Texans. Good luck. Last two years? He only fell off last year. Look at his stats from two years ago. Okay, last year he was bad. Was, the year before, towards ACL. You mean no. two years ago. 2017 is waiting towards the season. Continue. I will look this up. <laughs> Go for it. Got me questioning myself now. So I might have, I might have led in my podcast, my other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up to everybody. So, anyways, uh, Derek Henry's been signed. I think it's a good thing for the Titans. I expect them to do well this season. Uh, next, move on to Yasio Puig, who is still a free agent in baseball, uh, which to me is nuts. What, James? In 2018, he played 16 games. Yeah. So, <clears throat> back off. So, how many yards did he have? Again? He had he had 940 rush and five almost 450 receiving. And what was his yards per carry? Yak. Uh, 3.6. Not too bad. 3.6. 3.6 is bad. That three is three rushes is a first down. That's all you need. James. No, it's four rushes. <laughs> three. No. Yeah, three point six times three is like ten point. You're right, James. Whatever. You could just run a David Johnson play every single drive, and you get touchdown every single time. That was your problem. <laughs> he played sixteen games and averaged three and a half yards a carry. That's bad. Yikes! Um, but they also had a terrible offensive line. So I see, I see both sides to the argument. Let's move on. We got a lot more to talk about today. Yeah, David Johnson. So Yasiel Puig, uh, to me, was a really solid piece for the Indians last year, and if they had been a more contending team, I think that he would have had a really nice impact for them. Um, but he was only on a one-year deal, and then no one re-signed him. So the Atlanta Braves went and signed him, or 
signed him, finger quotes, agreed to a deal. Um, But then once they found that he tested positive for the coronavirus, they pulled out of that deal. So now... Did they pull out or did he pull out? They they pulled out. The Braves did. I actually haven't read the article on talking about it. Which I would say makes sense. I mean, why bring someone in that's going to start the season on two weeks of uh, quarantine? So... Yeah, I would say I think the Braves did pull out of the contract. Mm-hmm. So he's still a free agent out there. So a little piece of news. We can just move on with that. You bomb James. It would have been nice for him to replace Nick. No, Marquez. okay. All right. I'm glad you just asked me. Uh, <laughs> I am not a fan of Puig at all. However, okay. I know he's a good baseball player. Um, and you don't do, him, you don't have Marquez. I don't see him fitting with us though. Like, you know, I feel like he's going to be a negative influence on Acuna, who like gravitates towards people. I feel like. See. I understand that Puig gets that that um, uh, I, I, I'm trying to look for the word, but just gets he gets written off that way. But when he was playing for the Indians, I mean, he was nothing but positive all the time. I don't know. Maybe so, it's just the, he definitely doesn't have the same vibe as Machado. If that's what you're thinking, no, I think I think no he's does. a hardworking player. Uh, I think that when things aren't going well, uh, <laughs> that's like. when things can be going. That's when he can. Kind of be a negative influence. I kind of think of Carlos Gomez. Uh, when, when he's when he's at his best, he's a fantastic player. When he's not, he's kind of a bad apple. Mm. We did sign someone else in his place. Who's that? Matt Adams, who's not going to okay. play outfield, but we did sign someone else, and sure. that's a big bet. And I we had Matt Adams two years ago. Of course, he leaves, go gets a World Series, and comes back. But <laughs> hey, that's it. Jan Gomes couldn't get his with the Indians in 2016, so he gets traded away this past year and. He goes and gets one with the Nationals the year before. Michael Brantley does it with the Astros, so it's good stuff. So we should send someone our way. <laughs> no, 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 no. That won't be necessary. Um, so Saturday, the exhibition baseball game started. Uh, Indians played, or was it Friday? Saturday or Friday? I know the Indians like played the Astros. in Pittsburgh. Uh, I'm talking about the squad, not inter squad games. Oh, that was yeah. last week, all last week. But it was cool to actually watch some baseball, the Indians versus the Pirates in Pittsburgh. Um, a lot of weird things happening. Instead of doing high fives after the game, they're like kicking each other's heels. So, so <laughs> it was I funny. T- Terry Francona almost tipped over a few times because he's <laughs> not the most coordinated person these days. <laughs> but yeah, I saw West. the foots, and then I saw them fist bumping still. So maybe that's that's okay. Yeah, I didn't think it was. Um, I haven't seen Atlanta hasn't played an exhibition game. Their first one's tomorrow against Miami, so okay. that should be a good little tune-up match. Yeah. Indians are playing their second one right now, so uh, so far we've given up three runs, and they've all been via the homer. So good stuff, good stuff. Looks well, like Minnesota's about to have a hundred thousand home runs this year. <laughs> but it's been great. It's been great to uh, watch baseball again. I'm really excited for this weekend. I cannot wait. I'm pumped. It's going to be. Good I think weekend. Clevenger will be sick those weekends against the Twins. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if I was playing the Twins, I would not. I'd rather be sick too. Let's be honest. That offense, that lineup <laughs> is nuts. Moving on to the last piece of news we have for today. Over the week, oh my gosh, so much crazy stuff happened with the Washington football team. Um, <laughs> we already knew they're changing their team name, and then out of nowhere, the Washington Post, something the leaked open. that something, some kind of huge article, some bombshell is going to be dropping about the Washington football team. No one knows what it is, what it was going to be. Um, but there was so much speculation. I was watching the Dan, or not Dan Patrick, Pat McAfee show 
or listening because I was at work and I had to He wanted to, to tell work. us so bad. I know. It was so funny. He was like, ah, I got this text telling me everything that's going to be in this article. <laughs> the boss and... said we could get in big trouble if you say this. <laughs> He's like, I really want to tell you because, you know, that's my job to bring you the news of things that I know. Oh, so but funny. I could get sued so bad. It was really funny. But uh, a lot of the things that I was reading about what they were going to say or what the pop, you know rumors of what this might be, they ended up not being in the article. Um, as far as I know, the I guess I maybe haven't followed up on this as much as I should have, but the things with the cheerleaders is the most that I know about it, right? And there wasn't anything on field, right? There's no hiring referees or anything like uh, that. Not that I saw. Okay, That's what I heard, but I haven't read anything about it like that. Dan Snyder paid off referees. Yeah, but I, don't, were, I don't know how accurate it is. There were rumors that he did, but that was not in the Washington Post article. So yeah. there's a lot of investigation going into Washington right now. A lot of people trying to force him to sell the team. It and from what I last read, the NFL, it does not look like they're going to force him to sell the team. I mean, he owns it. It's his. Pri- it's his private property. At least the majority of that that team. So you can't really force someone to give up the private property unless they have to pay some kind of you know fine or something. Um, but I know that a lot of the minor shareholders or minority shareholders are bouncing. Yeah. They're selling their, their, uh, claims as much as they can, which is not something never happens in NFL. Like if you try to buy up portions of a team, it's practically impossible just because it appreciates value so much. Like every year, apparently teams, teams, uh, stock values or whatever it is, or portions of the ownership, they Mm -hmm. say sometimes it like gets close to doubling in value from the previous five years. So. It's a good investment because the NFL makes it lots of money. But yeah. Name, new team. So tough times for Toby. Tough, tough times for Toby. <laughs> All I do, I will say the positive from this is Ron Rivera is like cleaning house. Oh, he's yeah. He's a head coach. He's yeah. the one that's doing all this work. He's getting to have uh, his system, his guys, and he's going to have a young clubhouse that will have some buying into what he's doing there. I think that he can turn around their franchise because they've been a bad franchise for a long, long time. And he's a winning coach. He's a, got the attitude and he's got the uh, mindset he's that I think can. Antonio Gibson. Yeah. yeah. Hey, we'll see what happens. I'm a big fan of Ron Rivera. I think, I think that he can bring winning back to Washington, so we'll see what happens. He's really good at building a defense up first. And then oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, look what he did with the Panthers. He did a, They were terrible when he came there first. What were we saying, Wes? I said I hope he doesn't, but because you know he's in the same division as the Cowboys, but yeah. uh, I I think they'll be a tough team eventually, not right away. Okay. Because no, I'll as tell you, we will see soon. As we will see right now, <laughs> good transition. It's um, a great transition. So I had the guys do a exercise this past week where we went and through and ranked on our own without any input from each other. We tried to not. Um, too heavily look at different power rankings of other experts. Other experts. Zero. Huh? Zero. Okay, I yeah. Did all my I, I did all it on my own as well. I looked at stats and different things. But none of us have any outside input. And we ranked every team 1 to 32. Um, and then what I did is I compiled all those teams into four lists of our individual uh, rankings. This is including Toby. And I assigned 32 points to the number one team and one point to the bottom team for each of us. I combined those up and was able to find out, you know, who's the overall 32nd team, 31st, 30th, yada, 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 all the way up to first. And then I also used that to say, what's the best division according to us for? What's the best conference, worst division, yada, yada, yada. We'll get into that throughout the next few weeks. Um, I was originally going to talk about some 
interesting things I noticed about how each of us view different conferences and divisions, but I think I'm going to save that for a future episode. Today, we're just going to talk about numbers 32 through 25 in our rankings and some of the disparities that we have um, in our rankings as well. So at number 32, three out of four of us put the Jaguars last. Wes, you are the only one who put the Redskins last, but the next three of us all put the Redskins second to last. So (laughs) we all have – go ahead. I'll have you know there was no bias based on – Or Washington. I apologize, not Redskins. Uh, Yeah, Washington. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, But there was no bias because Cowboys, Washington, no No, bias. No, Washington's just bad. Let's just be honest. Yeah. I I mean, I don't have to justify it that much, but – I just think the Jaguars' offense is just the better. They have DJ Chark, LaVisca Chanel, Leonard, Leonard Fournette's Fournette. middle might mm-hmm. be traded. We'll um, see. And I, I, I'm, I mean, who and knows? some would argue that uh, Minshew would be better than um, Haskins. Haskins as well. He could honestly. They're both toss-ups. No, uh, I have no qualms with your pick here, Wes. It was a toss up for me too. I just went based off defenses, and I feel like Washington's defense is significantly better than Jacksonville's. I agree, although they did. Yeah, there, there's really no argument. Just, <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> Both of these teams are terrible. <laughs> They're the hey, bottom. They were the, 32A and 32B. There was not one of out of the four of us. No one had them any team lower than either of these two. So we're good to go here. So next we have um, a little bit more mix up. Not actually, not one of us have the same team here. So at 30, I had the Panthers. Um, Toby had the Dolphins. Wes, you had the Jets. the Jets, and James, you had the Bengals. So, um, to me, this is nothing huge, but I I had the Bengals a little higher than third this year, James. So why do you still keep the Bengals so low? Uh, because you don't know what they're going to do. Everything's pretty much new. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't know how A.J. Green's ankle's going to hold up. You don't know actually how – I'm a huge Joe Burrow fan, but you don't know how he's going to transition to the pros – um, you don't know. I mean, you get Joe Mixon, but which Joe Mixon are you going to get? You just don't know. I think um, that the, his true talent showed last year. I, I agree. Mm-hmm. I, I talked about that. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty high on him this year, but um, I just, I just, there's too many uncertainties there, and there's such a young team. Like I, I, I could see them getting up to like 20th in my power at the end of the year, mm-hmm. but right now I just, I can't do it because the uncertainties. Now. Just to make sure that everyone knows, Jaguars we did have at the bottom, Washington's at 31, and consensus, the Bengals are our th- number 30 team. Uh, myself and Toby had the Bengals at, um, what, 26th, I think is what that would be? Yep. Yeah, we had them at 26th, but I'm not too cranky about that at all, so I understand why you've got them low. There is a lot of uncertainty. I have a lot of faith in that offense. The defense, not so much, but uh, what's that coach's name that just came in? Um Matt, no. Matt Rule, Panthers? No, no, no. no Bengals. Zach Taylor. Um, Zach Taylor, thank you. So, Zach Taylor's in now, and he gets his quarterback. He gets to use uh, Joe Burrow, who I think he's one of the most experienced college. He's older than. Uh, yeah. Um, a lot of. He's older than uh, Lamar Jackson. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, Joe Burrow was a grad student last year, and he's 25, I believe. I think he's 25 years old. Maybe 24. Yeah. So it's not like he's a bright-eyed, bush-tailed, 21-year-old kid coming out of his third year of college. This guy's been in the NCAA for a long time, and he's got experience. Backup, but that's okay. 
What's that? He was as a backup, yeah. But I mean, he was he was yeah, something so else last year. Sequel season ever, but yeah. we're back down that. Yeah. Anyway, so I have them a little bit higher. Next on our list is the Dolphins. They drafted uh, what? 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 Uh, well, I was gonna say, why don't you go ahead and do his? Because he Wesley has way different than what everyone else has. Oh yeah. Okay, that's a good point. Wes has the Jets insanely low. Now I, I should have brought this up. That's my apologies. Wes, it's time for you to explain yourself. You've got <laughs> you've got the Jets at three. The next or the third lowest, you got them at thirty. The next lowest that someone has them, um, out of the three of us is 25th. Toby has them at twenty fifth. Why are you so low on the Jets? Okay, let's let's just go through the offense first. Sure. Would rather have Darnold or Burrow? This year alone, Darnold. Rob Darnold this year. Get out of here, y'all are y'all are nuts. Continue, continue. Anyways, Mixon. Or Le'Veon Bell? Uh, I'd rather have Mixon. Toss-up. Thank you. Five Mixon. A.J. Green, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. Can you name a receiver on the Jets? Uh, Brashad Perriman. Yeah. You're Duh. welcome. Get out of here. He had 700 yards for the first time in his life. <laughs> so, Bengals or Jets? Let's look at defense. Yeah. Let's look the at defense. The defense is where the big <laughs> difference comes in. The Jets were like a top 10 defense last year. Yeah. The, yeah, the Bengals were probably dead last. They're going to trade him. They have it. More baseness off right now. Didn't they trade Sheldon Richardson to the to – the, uh, they traded him too, to the Panthers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, who they have left? Leonard Williams maybe? I just who believe that, Mims, that, too. that for the same reason – Receiver, Mims. I like him. Now, okay. here, here's a just a quick side note, Wes. I have the Jets and uh, the Bengals close to each other. I have the Bengals – only three spots lower than the Jets. So it's not that outlandish of me. But you have the Jets seven spots lower than I have the Jets, right? So it's mm-hmm. it's not so much an argument of the Jets versus the Bengals to me. It's just an argument of I don't think they're the third worst team in football. Just because they do have a pretty solid defense. Darnold missed much of the year last year. Right. And, and a big argument for the, the, the Jets that y'all could have made is but down the stretch their last eight games, they went six and two. But if we look at the record of the teams they played, oh no, they were not playing good teams. It's the same. It's the same teams the, the Patriots teams beat up on in the beginning of the season. Teams in the league, they yeah. won. No, they, so, they, were, they but they were seven and nine, and the Bengals. Went, what? What were the Bengals? They were the worst team in the league. Okay. Joe Burrow. Uh, they got T. Higgins. They bring in AJ Green. We don't they talk about rookies. They they completely revamped their defense. They're going to be a better team this year. I I do think they'll be a better team. The Bengals will. I just I just don't think the Jets are the third worst team. I think that there are teams that are just uh, have a lot less going for them. The bank the Jets have some consistency working with them. They have a quarterback who's now in his third Donald year. Didn't play for half the season because yeah. of mono. Exactly. Exactly. And and Zach they've got Mono's. a better offensive line now to help protect Darnold and Bell. Who? Mackie Becton? The guy gave up ten sacks at Louisville. It's true. Okay, not 10 sacks. He gave up – the guy was – he's a raw offensive lineman prospect that they're going to stick right in at left Look, tackle. I'm not saying they're going to win the the Super Bowl. The World Series. Yeah, exactly. they're definitely not going to win the World Series. I'm just saying I don't think they're the third worst team in football. Well, that's where we agree to disagree. I think their offensive line's terrible. Their defense is going to be substantially worse when Jamal Adams gets traded. This Donald's going to be out there running for his life. There's no good receiver. He's going to be like, I'm seeing ghosts out there. That was still one of the greatest things to happen in last season. 
what? was when uh, the Jets played the Patriots and he's he gets sacked or thrown through his fourth interception of the game or whatever it was. He comes back to the sideline. I'm seeing ghosts. <laughs> Poor kid yeah. is mic'd up for the game. Yeah. Yikes. So our consensus twenty eight or twenty nine. Around thirty. Twenty nine. No. Bengals was thirty. Okay, sorry. Our consensus twenty nine overall is the Miami Dolphins. Just recently drafted Tua Tungavailoa, and he will not be starting, I don't think, right out of the gate. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick will. Um, I have the Dolphins at 20, 25, um, but you guys all had them a bit lower, it looks like. Wes, you're the next closest to me, but I know that James, you had um at 28th, correct? Yep. yep. Toby had him at 30th. So we're all more or less on the same page here, I think. We don't expect them to be the best team, probably – so, J- Toby, I'm sorry, Wes, you would expect the Dolphins to finish above the Jets? Yeah, I mean, okay. I, I see a lot more upside. They, I mean, I see a lot, I, you know, they they revamped their defense. They've they brought in Byron Jones. They brought in Kyle Van Noy. Mm-hmm. Um, their offensive line, their offense is going to be a whole lot better with Tua. I think he's going to start right off the gate. Um, they brought in a few good running backs, Jordan Howard, Matt Breida. Um, you know, I, I just think they have a lot more talent and Across the board, offensive line, across the board, I think there's more talent. But, again, I have them just a few spots higher. Yeah. They and did spend the most money this offseason. I, I think the Dolphins will be much improved over last year. I think the AFC East as a whole is going to be much improved over last year. Uh, I see them finishing fairly close to each other, probably each somewhere around five or six wins, maybe seven. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't have any major arguments with any of us here. I like the Dolphins too, so I wouldn't wouldn't hurt my. I mean, I just I just think they're trending upward. I don't think yeah. any of us have them winning any kind of you know they're not going to be in any playoff push, but yeah. they're on the right track to uh, improve. So we'll see. I what will happens. I will enjoy watching them play if I get the chance to. But I, hope to I mean, they've got some interesting players. Preston Williams uh, looks like he should be. Or I'm sorry, Devontae Parker. Apologies. Yeah. Looks like he should have some uh, connection with Ryan Fitzpatrick, maybe Tua. Um, We'll see what Jordan Howard does now that they've signed him. It can only go from Patrick Laird, so. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> yeah, it was like 1.3 yards per carry. Now that's bad. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Now next is a, is a big disparity. So I have the Lions ranked at 21 out of 32 teams. You guys all have them in your bottom six. So... I need to defend myself, I suppose. Now, looking at what the Lions did last year, they almost beat the Packers twice. They had a ton of games that they almost won, right? And we look at the Seattle Seahawks last year and the Packers last year. They had a ton of games that they almost lost. So usually when I look at these two teams, I say, or those types of teams, I say, well, the teams that lost a lot of games really close will likely win a few more the next year. And the teams that won a lot of games really close probably will lose a few more the next year. So that's kind of why I have the uh, Lions more in the middle of the pack because I think that they'll get some more of those games, especially because Stafford was out for almost the entire season. He comes back having Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, Carrion Johnson, um, and now DeAndre Swift. He's got a lot of options to throw to, and he doesn't have to throw constantly. He has some people who can run the ball too if they stay healthy. I just feel like they're such a bad offensive team, like calling plays wise. Like just the oh, scheme. Oh, I agree. Terrible. As great of a defensive schemer Matt Patricia was with the Patriots, it has not translated well to being a head coach. But Matt Stafford, I mean, he has the most comeback victories 
since he's been in the league, right? Is that is that a stat that I'm pulling out of my head, or is that true? I'm pretty sure that's true. Sure. I'm pretty confident no, it's I, true. I'm, I'm not sure. I can't speculate he, on that one. <laughs> he, to me, Stafford's a winner who's been with a losing franchise. And I think if he plays this whole season, um, I think they can probably get somewhere around eight wins, a 500 season, which I think is near the middle of the pack and better than a lot of these other teams that we have coming up. So um, – Lindor just hit a two-run bomb, so I'm pretty pumped right now. So I I'm in a good mood as the night. I'm gonna I'm gonna move on from that. I think they're just in a hard division. Is their problem? It's true. Yeah. It is true. Packers, but, Vikings, but we said before we started this exercise, we weren't considering schedule or division. We're just talking about who we think are the best teams. Oh, I definitely considered that in my ah, ranking. Bummer. I said specifically not to James. Well, how? I mean, that's part of a power ranking. No, power ranking is if one team faces the team below it, do you expect it to win? It's not predicting the end of season standings. Uh, power ranking is what? That's so, awkward. <laughs> yeah, this is getting. That's okay. I mean, I would probably move them ahead of the Dolphins and Chargers, and yeah, it, it's supposed to be. I think this team would be all these teams below it. That's how it power rankings is. I see. I see. If, yeah. So, so now at I mean, least for future time we do power rankings, at least now you know. I mean, I have them at 27, so it's not like incredibly higher, but I just think I'm not a big fan of Patricia as a coach. Um, you know, the defense looked better. The offense with Stafford should be better, I think, but it just hasn't been. Um, you know, there's been talk of Stafford getting traded, maybe even them going after a top pick. So, uh, I, I'm nervous about that. You know, if they stumble out the gate, do they cut cut ties with Stafford and go for one of the Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence? Trey I Lance, think I think that um, if the Lions do not have a 500 season this year, that they will draft a quarterback next year. Yeah. Um, I was listening I to uh, I don't remember if I was listening to a fantasy podcast or the CBS football podcast. But I would think that it would be time for them to start at least working on it. Kind of like what the Packers did this year with Bryce Love. Stafford might get kind of cranky about it. What's Jordan that? Love? Or Jordan Love, I'm sorry. Yeah, Bryce, Bryce Love, Love is the running back for Stanford, right? Washington. Uh, now he's for Washington. Yeah, but he, he did play for Stafford in college. Stanford, yeah. yeah. Did, um, I believe so. Yes. Did he play for Wisconsin? No. No. Stanford. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Um, I just think that that would probably be the right way to go. And I would also expect them to fire um, Patricia as well if they don't have a 500 season this year. But I do think they will have around 500. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, let's see. we got a few more to go here. So next on our list is the Los Angeles Chargers. All of us are in agreement. We have them all around 27 or 28. So Toby actually had them higher than the rest of us by a few spots. But he's not here to defend himself. So I think we're all in general agreement. The Chargers probably aren't going to be a great team this year. They have some good pieces in Keenan Allen, um, Eckler, and a pretty solid defense. But I just don't think that, it, as a general, they're going to be putting up enough points to win a lot of games. I just don't know. I mean, I feel like they're going to switch quarterbacks halfway through the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, this will start Tyrod Taylor. And he's a conservative quarterback. Although, he is a conservative quarterback, but he has the most deep throws in football when he was a starter. But that's not the point. <laughs> He's very conservative. He doesn't throw he's a bad be- pass. He's better when he's conservative. He doesn't throw bad passes. Mm-hmm. He's just like Tay Bridgewater. He doesn't throw bad passes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't. I don't. I don't like the the rookie they got, um, Herbert. I don't really like him. Um, he's built like a pro quarterback, but he was a horrible decision maker in college. He he really looked poor in his senior year, uh, or his junior year. 
His sophomore year, he looked much better, though, because he played really well for Oregon that year. But... Well, so they clearly liked him. If y'all know, if y'all remember my bold prediction for this season, I said Tyrod's going to get benched, Herbert's going to be a bust, Anthony Lynn's going to get fired. I said Anthony Lynn would get fired. James I said, said that, that Colin Kaepernick yeah, would get Colin signed. Kaepernick. And then James said Colin Kaepernick. And Toby said they're going to make the playoffs. <laughs> we got a lot of hot takes on the Chargers for some reason. Yeah, yeah we're all over. But no, the Chargers defense is actually really good. I mean, if everyone stays healthy. Uh, Derwin James, they picked up Chris Harris from the Broncos. Uh, they got some really good outside linebackers. Uh, I, I like their defense. Their offense, I don't know. It's just up in the air. You don't, I mean, don't know. That's why I put them so low. Yeah, quarterback. So, yeah. All right. So then next on our list is the New York Giants, who I think, again, is one of those teams that could be moving in the right direction. Um, I am a fan of Daniel Johnson. I mean, he was actually to end the fantasy. Daniel Jones. Daniel, Daniel Jones. Jones. Sorry, Daniel Johnson is a outfielder for the Indians that we just got from the Nationals in the trade last year. Oh my so, goodness. apologies. You run this show? I'm sorry. There are so many athletes going through my head every <laughs> single day that once in a while I get their names a little mixed up. On the plus side, Daniel Johnson should get a shot with the Indians, but he won't because the season's too short. But he looks really solid. Moving yeah, on. Yeah. Daniel, Daniel Jones. Jones. Daniel Jones is the quarterback for the New York Giants. And I actually really like him as a player. I think that he was one of the better picks in the draft last year that got a lot of hate. Um, and he really showed that he can play. So if he gets a full year of Barkley and uh, Golden Tate and Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton and Evan Ingram, if he can stay healthy, he's going to have a lot of weapons to throw to. Um, I think that they could have a semi-decent offense, somewhere around six or seven wins, five wins maybe. I still don't think they have the, the team to – that propel them anywhere into even wild card contention. But I think they're moving in the right direction, kind of similar to the Dolphins, maybe a year or two ahead of the Dolphins, in my opinion. I I uh I think they're gonna be six or seven wins. I mean you're gonna get two wins against the Redskins, and they're gonna probably face what, the third worst team in every division, the division that they face. Yeah, they're gonna play a lot of bad teams. So I, I guess it means again. They're gonna lose to the Cowboys twice. They're gonna lose probably to the Eagles twice. And then they always play them pretty well. Yeah, I mean th- Rivalry games, you never know what could happen. Yeah, and I mean, I love Saquon. I mean, mm-hmm. the guy is just a freak of nature. When you have yeah, athletes like that, oh, go ahead. Season for the Cowboys than it was last season. I was like, what? That. I didn't hear you. I said that this will definitely be more difficult for the Cowboys and Eagles this year than it was last year because I think they're more complete offensively. Now, defensively, that's still a question mark. But yeah, I, I would agree. That's why, why I'm so low. Yeah, definitely. All right, so then at 27, 32, 31, 30, 29, 28, 20, or 26, I apologize. At, I apologize again. At 25, we have the New York Jets. we got two New York teams right next to each other. Now, we already discussed the Jets pre, in, uh, pretty heavily when we saw that West had them at 30. So we'll breeze right past this, but the consensus is that we have the Jets at 25. Um, so I had them finishing at... 23 james you had them at 23 and toby had them right at 25 with wes having them way down at uh, 30 so that's our 32 through 25 we'll move on and do 24 through 17 next week uh so the suspense is titillating 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 is the word i know you're just right on the edge of your seat trying to find out what we are going to do with our next eight teams but that's our bottom eight we'll go ahead and post a nice pretty graphic for you guys on facebook let us know what you think um, let us know in the comments. Let us know in Apple reviews. Uh, you get a review. We will read it on the show. 
absolutely. Anyways, moving on to our next topic. We are going to talk about some predictions for the MLB season, which will be starting this Thursday. I know I'm really excited. James said, hey, Jake, we need to discuss our predictions for the year. I was like, ah, shoot, you're right. That starts this week, doesn't it? So all of us put our uh, favorite players to win individual awards this year. We're just going to be talking about the MVP, Rookie of the Year, Cy Young, and Platinum Glove. I like Platinum Glove because uh, I think it's an undervalued award. Uh, Being a good defender in baseball is huge. And you cannot be on the field if you cannot field the ball unless you're DH, which for Kyle Schwarber has really sucked for him because he he should have a lot more playing time, but he cannot feel the ball. Well, he will this year. He will this year, absolutely. So, let's do it uh, starting with Platinum Glove for both leagues, and we'll work our way up the list. How's that sound? Sure. Sounds like planned. All right, Wes, who do you got for Platinum Glove this year? Uh, I'm picking the, the, the most obvious one because he's the best defender in baseball, Matt Chapman. Uh, they, I think they rarely pick it back-to-back years, but... Uh, I mean, he's he's getting better offensively, but his defense, you know, him and Arenado, they're they're defensive. So is Arenado your NL Platinum Glove? Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, is he? I worded that way to help you out a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, Chapman especially, his defense is is just out of this world. And no, he's absolutely. He's absolutely nuts, and he is by far the best defender at third base for sure and arguably in the league, so not a nuts call at all. James? Okay, so I wanted to go a little different because I'm tired of Arenado and Chapman who have won it the past two years in a row. Uh, so I went with someone different. Uh, I looked up who was in the running last year because I wasn't 100% sure who was, and I chose from that, and I chose people I know who are going to do fantastic. Go, go ahead and read off the list of who was in the running last year for our listeners. Uh, I don't really have it in front of me. Oh, okay. Sorry. Try Google it. I'll pull right. it up while you're talking. All right. Uh, so I went with the one guy that I want to win the Platinum Glove, and it's going to be hard for him to be because he's an outfielder. But for the AL Platinum Glove, I chose Mike Trout. Um, he's oh, always in the he's always in the running, but it's it's kind of I think it's really hard to win it as an outfielder, unless you're just really 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 good. Um, the third base and shortstop are the two that always get looked at the most. Um, so I'm just going to go with someone different and go with Mike Trout for national league is another out. Well, it's a guy that plays outfield first base. He plays pretty much everywhere. Uh, I went with Cody Bellinger. Um, he was in the running. He was actually the leading outfielder, um, behind Arnauto. I'm pretty sure. So I like Bellinger. Um, even though I put him. Bellinger's uh, defensive run save last year were absolutely nuts. Yeah. He's, no, he, he's an incredible fielder. Period. First base, outfield, whatever you want to take. He's, I he's, like how when we discuss the rankings, I'm like, Bellinger's are so bad. <laughs> and now I'm like, yeah, platinum glove. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you did say that. You thought he was bad at defense before. <laughs> Anyways, James, cheese. Um, quick trivia. Who was the last outfielder to win a platinum glove? Uh, Karamire. That was in 2015. In 2017, Byron Buxton won it. Ah, I just oh, Buxton. Wow. Well. Mm-hmm. Fast. He is fast. Um, moving on. So in the last three years, Nolan Arenado has actually won the NL Platinum Glove, and he's my prediction to win it again. You guys all know how much I love watching him play. Growing up, I was a third baseman, and I just love watching how smooth that man is. But I didn't want to pick two third basemen. 
um, to win the Platinum Glove. So I didn't go with Matt Chapman. And the big reason I didn't want to pick two third basemen is because Lindor doesn't play third base. He plays shortstop. So he did win it in 2016, and I say he gets his second Platinum Glove this year. Um, I could see him or Anderson Simmons getting it again. But, I was going to go Simmons. Yeah. But, but man, I saw I Lindor. And I did. I, here, I'm going to tell you the honest truth. I almost gave Lindor the MVP because I think he actually has a really good shot at getting it. Um, I don't think it's going to be Trout this year just because of how he's good over a prolonged length of time, just being so consistent. But I don't think in the 60-game span he gets those hot streaks like a lot of these other guys do. So I'm not picking Trout, but I almost picked Lindor to be the MVP. But I figured, you know, I might be a little biased by doing that, so I'll just give him the Platinum Glove instead. So, anyways... That's what I've got for my Platinum Glove. Um, I guess I will go first with my Cy Young predictions. As you already know, my pick for American League Cy Young is Mike Clevenger. Uh, we'll see how that goes. It's a bold one, I know. But I think he's got the stuff and he has the schedule that he'll be able to play some teams that he can beat up on. So we'll see how that goes. And then Steven Strasburg is my NL Cy Young pick. Um, I was looking at all the different pitchers out there and I said, what's going to be different about this year? And looking at it just being a 60-game uh, season, Strasburg was lights out last year. And if he gets the same pitching that he had last year over these 60 games, I could see him having a season that is maybe finally the best season that we think that he could have had a long time ago. So that's my pick. I think that there are a lot of really solid options out there, but I've got Steven Strasburg for my NL Cy Young. Wanted to go against the grain a little bit. It's not fun just picking Scherzer every year. Which I did not do, shockingly. Ooh, all right, who you got, James? Uh, Cy Young, I, I think it's between two people in the AL. Sorry, Jake. I no, think it's between so. Garrett Cole and Verlander. I know you talked about why you don't think Cole's going to win it, but I chose Garrett Cole. Mm -hmm. um, I know New York's a hard place to pitch because the field's so jacked up, definitely for left-handers. But it helps uh, him because he strikes so many people out. Yeah, He's never been I, a fly I, ball pitcher. I don't see him... Go, I feel like he's still on the rise as Verlander. I feel like I'm I'm guessing it's plateauing and eventually going to go down. Hey, if he's plateauing at how high he is, that's a good place to plateau. That's a good, that's a very <laughs> high place. I would agree. Yeah. He's like 36 or 37 years old, I want to say. Yeah. He now is, he the, is the closest right. thing to, to me. Verlander's the closest thing uh, to Nolan Ryan in this era of baseball, right? Wouldn't you say so? Uh, Scherzer's younger than Verlander, isn't he? I don't think he's much younger. I wonder. That's maybe maybe a year or two, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, Verlander plays on Houston, so it is closer. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Okay. So, for NL, um, this was actually really hard, I feel like. I'm choosing one guy. I originally had Aaron Nola in there, but I changed it. I thought about him, too. You know how much uh, I love him. Yeah, and I like him a lot, too. But I looked at stats of some guys, and actually, Mike Soroka led. I'm not choosing Mike Soroka. Let me make that very clear. That's he right. was top five in, like, 15 categories last year. And he's our opening day starter this year. And so he's going to get – his first matchup is against uh, the Mets. He's one of those guys that has a really tough schedule, too. I mean, he'll have to play some he might. Teams. He might get the – the like he's starting off against oh well Degrom maybe I don't know who he's starting off forget what I said anyway I didn't <laughs> go with him I went with someone who I'm actually was voting against again in our rankings and I went with Jack Flaherty um, solid I thought about him Wes you go Flaherty yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right what did it go before it's a you? good thing I didn't because I thought about going Flaherty too so 
He's just, well, this he's is going to be super awkward. Do you have Verlander uh, too? Yeah, so for my NL Cy Young, I have Jack Flaherty. What about your AL, Wes? For my yeah. AL Cy Young, I have Garrett Cole. Oh, you guys are so original. Wow. All right. Well, way, to really, win it. way to really step out on a limb there, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's just Bellinger, Mike Trout is my uh, platinum <laughs> club, so... <laughs> Hey, All right, friend, those ones won't happen. So, in my defense, in my defense, whenever we were doing our top ten starting pitchers, I did say Jack Flair would, would win Cy Young. Good, I'm glad you stuck to it. Cool, yeah. good. I definitely didn't say Strasburg. I definitely didn't say Strasburg was my number one pitcher of 2020. I think I said Max actually because it's a short season and well, he's Max. But things change. I mean, back when we did the player rankings months ago, the season and the outlook of things are totally different from back then. You know what I mean? So we don't have to stick to our guns. It is what it is. I mean, you use a different gun for different situations. Anyways, James, start us off this year with Rookie of the Year. Okay. uh, The NL was a little easier, I think, than the AL. AL doesn't really have – I just didn't see anyone who super stood out. But I did go with uh, the guy from Oakland, Jesus Lazardo. We saw some of him last year. Mm -hmm. uh, And he was very, very – like he dominated AAA, like absolutely destroyed it. Um. And just – I don't know many of the other rookies that are coming up in the AL, so he was the one that stood out to me. And so that's why I chose him. I mean, I could be completely off on that. I don't know. But the NL I'm pretty positive about. Um, I have it. I have two people's name down, and it depends on which one guy pitches. Um, I have McKenzie Gore if he plays the whole I figured. Season. I figured Jeff Gore in there. But if he doesn't, which I don't think he actually is going to, I'm, I went with Gavin Lux mm-hmm. uh, from the Dodgers. So going Gavin Lux – was almost the way I went as well. Only reason I didn't say Gavin Lux is because it's going to be harder for him to see time um, than it will for some of these other guys just because of how deep the Dodgers are. Now, he should be in that lineup quite a bit, depending on uh, depending on you know left-year riding pitcher and just giving guys rest, yada, yada, yada. But in a 60-game series, I see these playoff teams sticking with their best players and not really risking things on development. I think Gavin Lux is probably the best rookie in baseball this year, in my opinion. I think it's going to be hard for him to get the stats to get rookie of the year. So I'm going with Dylan Carlson for St. Louis because I think he's going to be an everyday player all year long. So that's me. Do you guys know much about Dylan Carlson nope. at all? Okay. Yeah, I mean, studs, he's the number one prospect for the Cardinals, stud uh, outfielder. Uh, but, again, they kind of have a, they have a deep outfield too. So is he going to get a shot? I think he should in the outfield. I would go with Pache, by the way. Let me make that very clear. But he I thought, got hurt. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, he hit 26 homers last year in double A and triple A. And um, he hit 292, which is really solid as a developmental player. And he's only, uh, he was only 19 years old last year. So I think that he's going to come up and really play really well as a switch hitter. So we should have a lot of time to be in the lineup. Um, especially with now that they need a DH as well. So outfielders and DH, I think that there's going to be room for him to play. He's a five-tool player. He steals bases, um, and he's a quick guy, and he can throw hard. Plays really well on the field. I think he should have a really good year. That's a kind of a not super popular pick, I don't think, but I, I think – there were very many super popular picks. I mean, maybe Gavin Lux might be the most popular. I would say Lux is probably the most popular, yes. Yeah. Wesley? Yeah, um, I thought Gavin Lux was going to be the starting second baseman this year, so it was surprising to hear that he might not get as many as bats. I think Muncy will play there quite a bit. I thought Muncy played first. He plays all over. All right, anyway, uh, on to my picks. For the National League, um, I didn't have either of y'all, so that's happy. I mean, hey. happy. Uh, 
I'm actually going to go with a guy that's going to make Toby very happy. Carter Kaiboom. Kiboom. Kaiboom. Kiboom. Yeah. Anyways, uh, starting third baseman now that Anthony Rendon is in Los Angeles. And, uh, you know, there's going to get a lot of opportunity. And uh, the job basically his until he loses it. So yep. he's kind of struggled out the gate the past couple seasons. But now the job's his. I think that uh, I think that's uh, that's always a positive thing for young players. I'm surprised none of us pitched a, or picked a pitcher for NL. Uh, well, I said Mackenzie Gorphy pitches, but oh yeah, it's true. Yeah, because yeah. a lot of times these go to the pitchers. You know what I mean? Yeah, shortened season. Uh, you know, a pitcher has one bad game; it could really you make out. you make much less of an impact, and that's a big reason why I didn't pick a pitcher as well. Um, my American League Rookie of the Year is Luis Robert, uh, or is it Robert? I mean, Luis Ro- Luis Robert. Yeah, I just read it. Yeah, it's, I'm pretty sure it's Luis Robert. Um, but he is a Cuban who signed with the White Sox this year. Who, <laughs> the more and more I read about him and the videos that I watch, the more I think he's going to be somewhere in the realm of Cody Bellinger, Christian Yelich, maybe even better. And I think that this year could be could start his rocket propulsion into stardom. Because I so think he looks really, team. really – the White Sox are going to be a good team for the next five, ten years, I believe. But, yeah, Luis Robert. Anyone agree? No. I would 100% agree. Uh, That's who you have, too? I had him as my AL Rookie of the Year. Hey, uh, my man. You know, there's – I mean, there's – I mean, obviously his team's going to say great things about him, but one of his teammates said he's the next Mike Trout. So Yeah. Uh, I, I hate to put that on people like – I don't Kyle think Tucker. there is another Mike Trout, at least not in our generation. <laughs> like Kyle Tucker got the, oh, he's the next Ted Williams. Like, okay. don't put that on that man. But, nope. uh, you know, I think he's he's fantastic player. Uh, and he's going to be in the league for a very, very, very long time. Yeah, and I think he's going to be a great player. Uh, hopefully he's not – I mean, I, I feel like the same hype around him is what it was like when Puig came into the league. Um, but I think he per- projects to be better than Puig. So we'll see. I mean, Puig was great when he came in. He's still not bad, but I think Robert's going to be better. All right, James, who got? I already did all mine. You did American League Rookie of the Year? Yeah, I did uh, Jesus Lizardo. Oh, that's right. My bad. Okay, moving on to MVP. Now, so, this one? James, you want to lead us off? Uh, how about we do one each? Because I have two guys that are, are not probably going to be on y'all's list. Okay. So, this is painful for me. Okay, I want to say that because I truly believe Lindor could win the MVP this year. But I don't just want to be so biased. So it came down to three choices for me. It came down to Mike Trout, Anthony Rendon, and Alex Bregman. And as much as I hate to say it, I think Alex Bregman is going to win the MVP this year. Uh, The guy has been a good starter in his career. And the guy does everything well as a baseball player. He's a great third baseman. He hits for power. He hits for average. He hits for doubles. I don't like saying it because I don't like the guy, but I think he's going to be the MVP of the American League this year. Go, Wes. I loved hearing that. Um, <laughs> the thought I thought about picking Bregman, but again, I didn't want to kind of go the same route with Lindor. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of went with Dark Horse. Um, plays for a great team. Um, but I'm going to go with Glaber Torres. Ooh, really? Out of all they the shortstops you could choose, you choose Glaber Torres. Yeah. They read a lot on him, though. Like they, they get to play the Orioles, uh, like however many. He times will be facing some bad pitching. That's gonna be. And the Red Sox weeks. have bad pitching too. 
So And the Blue Jays uh, have bad pitching. But he also the, the Nats, the Braves, and the Mets. Those are some good pitching. But does got Miami. Yeah, yeah. he yeah. and he's playing but in he New York, so like two series a year, I think, right? So have I told you guys how much I like Cole Tucker before? I love him. He's one of my favorite players in baseball. He just made a great play in center field. Just thought I'd let you know. Oh my a little bit of commentary on this game as we go on. I mean, it's amazing. I wish he was an Indian. I really do. Indians down five nothing. But anyways, we're winning. <laughs> well, we're winning seven to four. I don't need to hear it. Just kidding. But uh, yeah, I, I like Glaber Torres. Uh, I think he's gonna. You know, he. I think he's gonna get off to a hot start playing against uh, his division, and uh, I don't think he's gonna look back. So it's yeah, an interesting but. take. I, I I like that you're going off on a limb a little bit. Uh, if it hits, you look like a genius, but I think more than likely you're going to look like a fool. It's going to look like someone choosing, uh, <laughs> what did Jack choose? What was his name? Oh, he sure. chose uh, Eduardo, no, 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 no. no, no, no Nathan Evaldi no, no. for Cy Young. <laughs> oh, that was the greatest, great, and great see moments. still make fun of him? <laughs> <laughs> great moments in swinging bunt history when Nate, or when the Jack Suisse selected Nathan Evaldi as his Cy Young. Oh man, I want to slap that boy upside the head. Well, that's probably why he's no longer on the show anymore. He can't take the public Actually, ridicule. Actually, we kicked him. Labor <laughs> is a legitimate star, though. Uh, no, no he agree. is. He is. Absolutely. Go! Uh, <laughs> um, it's actually funny. You named three people. You named one of my guys. I about had a heart attack. But um, I think with Mike Trout hitting in front of him, which I'm assuming Rendon. he will, I think Rendon's going to get pitched to so much this year. Mm-hmm. And I think Mike Trout's going to get on base, and he's going to hit him. I mean, he just didn't strike out. Rendon doesn't strike out hardly at all. He always puts the ball in play, and I think with Trout, and I think he's going to propel the the Angels to a better season last year. He's not going to say to the playoffs, didn't you? I wish no. they would make the playoffs. I think the Angels could make the playoffs. It'll be tough. They have a tough division. They have a tough schedule. But I do have Anthony Rendon as my MVP for the AL just for that reason because he's going to get pitched to. He's going to have Trout on base. He's going to have – I mean, whoever hits Cole, Cole Calhoun in front he, of him, Simmons in front of him. I he got votes uh, in the National League last year. Oh, that's so. right. That's right. Yeah, so, I know. Yeah. I think he could have – he has a good shot at it. He's who I had third on my list. I went Bregman, Lindor, Rendon, Trout. So I hope that I'm wrong and I hope it's Lindor, but we'll see. All right, National League. Um, I start off the last one. So, James, go ahead. You lead us okay. off. Uh, I'm not going to choose my team. <laughs> hey, look, none of everyone, us are homers. Well, everyone chooses. I just don't think he's going to. Uh, Acuna, that is. is. I've heard a lot that people think he's going to win it, but I just don't see it. Um, Tell me why. Give me your argument why. Leoff hitter, that's his biggest thing. Uh, he's not going he's not gonna, he's not a, he's not a very fast starter, as in like the season. Yeah. I mean, he starts off games with a lot of home runs, but... A big reason I do think that this will be a much better year statistically for Lindor than it has been in the past is because he's being moved to the three spot this year, um, whereas he was always leadoff before. So I see exactly what you mean with Acuna being the leadoff. However, Acuna, when he batted third, he did horrible. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Well, it's, it's be- you get pitched too differently. It's just you do. Hate mentalities. All right. Anywho, uh, for the same reason I chose Anthony Rendon, I chose someone who is going to get pitched to every at-bat He's going to probably be ahead of someone and behind someone, and he's going to be on the best team in baseball. And I chose Mookie Betts actually to win mm. the NL MVP. That'd be cool for him to win MVP in each league. Yeah, that'd be awesome. No, I win. like him. I don't I want like him to win. I don't want him to win one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'll go ahead and we'll let we'll let we'll let Wes finish this off. And I think it's a fine pick. I actually have Acuna winning the MVP this year. Um, I think the Dodgers have a great lineup. Um, and I think that they're going to have to pitch to him anyways because it's not like the people behind him are going to be any easier. Uh, they've got an awesome lineup behind him. So 
Uh, he proved to be a great leadoff hitter last year, and he's a great defender as well. And I think that he, well, he got third in MVP votes last year, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think that he very well could this year. So I'm going to go with Acuna. I won't argue with you. That'd be real. Uh, I, I, didn't think I, mean, I wouldn't argue with him. I actually had Acuna as well, but for the sake of the argument, I will pick someone else. Uh, <laughs> that works. My, my two and threes. Uh, my two was, uh, uh, let's see, it was Trevor Story. I thought uh, you were doing Goldsmith, by the way. What? Didn't you say you were going to choose Goldsmith as your MVP? Goldsmith, my number three. I changed my mind. I had Goldschmidt last year. Goldschmidt? Wow. That wor- did not work out well. I'm hoping it works out, so if I don't pick him, he ends up winning. But anyways, <laughs> uh, I have Trevor Story, to playing in Colorado. He's going to get a lot of at-bats in Colorado. He's going he's to sm- mash. If he does okay and everyone else, everywhere else, he'll be near the top. You know, I and always I always forget about Trevor Story for some reason. And because you're in love with Nolan Arenado, that's why. Maybe that's what it is. Uh, I mean, I do love him. I'm not going to argue those facts. <laughs> Rachel, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no one expected him to kind of come out of nowhere. I mean, because he was supposed to just be a placeholder for Brendan Rodgers. Mm-hmm. And then he just took it and said, mine. And then the poor boy play. broke his finger and missed yeah. out on winning rookie of the year. Poor guy. Yeah. So What are you going to do? But I do like Paul Goldschmidt as well. He was my number three. Uh, Cardinals are going to be a tough team to beat this year with Jack Flaherty winning Cy Young and Paul Goldschmidt potentially winning MVP. So, <laughs> watch it. Well, hey, the Indians are going to have the Cy Young and the Platinum Glove and potentially yeah. the MVP. If I, now all I have to do is find him a rookie and maybe they can have a clean sweep. <laughs> um, anyway, guys, let's make sure you guys uh, send me your picks, uh, James and Wes, so I can make a graphic for that to put up on the different social media pages. I'm going to try to get up a few more things than we usually do. Uh, finally, I think we all passed trivia for today because James, I know you got to get to bed. So let's go ahead and save that for next week. And we'll move into, you guys got any interesting stats or stories for me today? I told you I would have one. Oh, yes, that's right. I forgot. But Wes, if you don't have one, you better look one up. I need something. Yeah, go ahead, James. Okay. <laughs> Give me something. I need some stories. Okay, so I told you all last week I wanted to do something completely different that we've never done on the show. And I actually chose NASCAR. Um what? People don't like NASCAR, but NASCAR is way hey. more in depth than you think it is. Hey, no, no, no! I grew up watching NASCAR like crazy. It's, Rainbow it's Warrior not, all the way. Uh, what fruitcake? It's not about going in a circle. You know, people are like, you just go in a circle, but it's so much more. There's, Clearly, they've never seen Watkins Glen. You gotta, you gotta trust. <laughs> no, I didn't mean because of that, but yeah, you gotta, you gotta trust your crew chief because he's the one that tells you when to pass people, mm-hmm. when to go over, where to move, and it's just, it's like a whole bunch of trust and stuff. But however, that has nothing to do with what I'm going to It's pretty about. much exactly like Talladega Lights, right? No. Talladega. All right. So... Doc- Talladega Nights, yes. Documentary. What? Yeah, the documentary with Will Ferrell. Yeah, that's exactly what that is. All right, so this year, well, let's actually start with 2018. Uh, let's start with this year. Uh, there have been 21 races this year. I didn't put the all-star race in there because it's not really a race. It's just a race for money. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been 21 races. Joey Logano... Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick have won 11 of the 21 races. So three, there's like 43 drivers every race, and these three guys have won 11 of 21. Those are some Jimmy Johnson, Jeff Gordon, Tony Stewart numbers. Good old Tony. That's why I like Denny Hamlin, but that's another note. Uh, They're teammates. Oh, gotcha. So stupid. All right. Yeah, because there's teams in NASCAR. There are teams. They're very much teams. I know there are. It's kind of weird, though. 
Uh, Hamlin and Harvick have combined for eight wins by themselves. So Logano had four and those, uh, not four, uh, Logano had three and those two, I think both had four. So the three drivers have just been wrecking the NASCAR circuit. Um, but the interesting stat I had, that wasn't even my interesting stat. Do you know what it's called when you win first in qualifying? You get the pole? The pole, okay. Do you know how many times this year the pole winner has actually won the race? Twice. Once. Well, it, it actually is two. Because <laughs> yeah, I know everything. Duh. Uh, which I found that unbelieving, unbelievable. Um, just to think that the guy who won the qualifying, which is usually a really good driver, honestly. It's usually like it's usually like Denny Hamlin, Kevin Harvick, Clint Boyer, um, all these guys. So I, I got really interested. Out of 40 races last year, they usually do around 40 races, 40 or 41 races. Guess how many won the pole and the race last year? Seven. Four. Four is correct. Ah. <laughs> uh, so four out of 40 races, the person that won the pole won the race. Uh, Honestly, about- that's that's a higher per- that's a good percentage. To me, that's saying if you win the pole, that you are 10%, you have a 10% chance of winning out of 43 people. Let me finish. Statistically, I would think that's a good percentage. In 2018, out of 40 races, guess how many won it? 18. Zero. Five. <laughs> it went up. <laughs> I, I think that, I don't think you think about the poll winner. These guys that who are the best, like Jimmy Johnson, wins all the time. Yeah, but Jeff I bet. Won it. But you got to think, out of all the poll winners, they don't win the race. That's that blows. Now I understand Talladega, Daytona. Those are the races you do not want to be out front because it's a big track. You want to draft and stuff up like Bristol, Martinsville, uh, Charlotte. Even Atlanta. Atlanta's a little bigger, but you still want to be out front. Because yeah, but some people behind you. I guarantee you that that ten percent chance. So ten percent of the people who start at first win. I guarantee you that there's no other spot that has a ten percent, you know, probability of winning. That's definitely going to give you the highest probability to win. Yeah, I would wonder what the stat would be for. Yeah, like, it, it, like, what would be? Cr- I know what would be crazy is if you found a position that won more often than first. That'd be that crazy. that'd be crazy. I'll do some research. Yeah, like you come back, you come back, then you'll really impress me. If there's, if like, mics. if winning like, if starting at sixth for some reason had more wins than starting at first in a given year, that'd be interesting. Well, if y'all talk a little bit, I'll just look up some stuff. Oh, no. I got things to do, people to see today. No, I mean, it doesn't take that long. Well, I did did think of something I could talk about in my short time. All right. uh, Justin Verlander, this is going to be his 12th opening day that he's ever started for for the Houston – well, 12th now for the Astros, 12th in the major leagues. But uh, so back in 2008, whenever he was starting his first first high school – uh, just to kind of take a look at the award winners back in the day, Dustin Pedroia was your MV- was your league MVP in 2008. Wow. Albert Pujols was your league MVP in for the National League. Cliff Lee was your American League Cy Young winner. Hey, go tribe. And uh, yep, for the Indians, Roy Halladay was two. K Rod finished third too soon as a West. closer. <laughs> uh, and then for your NL, you had Tim Lincecum. Wow. <laughs> Old yeah, Timmy boy. Time Timmy Jim. And uh, your AL Rookie of the Years, well, or AL Rookie of the Year, was Evan Longoria. And then your... Dude, what, talk about someone who fell off a cliff. To me, I, when I think of someone like a third baseman who is like an MVP caliber guy like every year, Evan Longoria was that guy yep. for a long time. 
But then all of a sudden, he just got really bad. He's still in the league, though, right? I don't like, know if he... For the Giants? Last I knew, he was playing for the Giants. Yeah, I think he still is. So, just taking another look at the, these lists, like the, the runner-up for the NL was Ryan Howard, which seems like forever ago. And here, Albert mm, Pujols still... Pretty sure Ryan Howard is the temp on the office. <laughs> no. <sighs> I don't think so. Uh, but then there's... Uh, so for your NL Rookie of the Year, you had Giovanni Soto beating out Joey Votto for the National Oh, wow. Game. Man, oh, Verlander's been here a long time. Yeah, we bet. Yeah, Giovanni Soto beat him with a 285 average, 23 bombs, 86 RBIs. And then, uh, you know, I think we all know who had a better career. So. Me. Yeah. So, uh, looks like you're typing something in here, James, in the show doc. Uh, just keep going. you got to give your stat, and you got to think oh, of something. So I, I, I didn't have an interesting stat for today. That's your guys' job. I will Whoa. go ahead. So, last week we had trivia, and we didn't have the score. I did look up our standings. So, Wes, you are at three and a half points. The James is two. Toby has one and a half points. Um, I don't have any more interesting stats for today. One thing I can tell you is a little bit of a, a look back to – or a look forward to our next show um, – I want you guys to go ahead and guess, what do you think was our lowest-ranked division in football? What would you expect it to be? Lowest-ranked division in football. So I compiled all those teams' points. I'm going to go AL South. And AFC South, you mean? <laughs> Idiot. Yeah, that one. <laughs> James? Uh, I would say the AF East. It was the NFC East. By oh, far, really? yeah. NFC East has the yeah. Giants, Cowboys, Redskins, Giants and, and Redskins. Eagles. Um, yeah, so it was bad. I had them. Yeah, How we, close was it? We all had them low. It was not close. <laughs> it's not close. The next closest would is the AFC East. So NFC East, AFC East, two worst divisions in our opinion. But we'll save that for another show. We'll talk about that a little bit more, and we'll get into some of the analytics of why that is. I think it's going to be a pretty interesting conversation. Anything else, James, before we close out the show? Okay, so far out of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, out of eight races so far this that I've got done, six place is the only one that has multiple people winning. Hmm. So if you want to win, you got to start six. That's what I got so far. I, didn't I say specifically sixth? You said something, fifth or sixth. I didn't know I what said you sixth. said. Well, I said 19th, so. <laughs> you only got one so far above uh, 13, so you lose. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for listening and or watching the show today. Please like the video or the show. Share it with your friends. Comment on any of our social media. Always please do rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, wherever you listen. Be sure to share us with your friends. And uh, thanks so much for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Be sure to watch lots of baseball this week because there will be lots of it on. And we'll catch you later. Bye. in the garage the sawdust that pine saw in the moss around every spring when the winter thaw we'd huddle around the radio twist the broken knob 7 10 a.m no kjr date me house his voice would echo throughout the yard couldn't have been older than 10 but to me and my friends the voice on the other end might as well have been gods 1995 
the division series. Eggers up to bat, bottom of the 11th inning. Got the whole town listening. Swung on and belted. The words distorted. Joy Core rounds third. Here comes Griffey. The throw to the place, not in time. My oh my, the Mariners win it. Yes, fireworks, they lit up that ceiling in the kingdom. We had just made history. Woven, barely holding that stitch. Creases a time amongst the grime and the grit. Where the leather used to pound his.